is the Fade 5 Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Wagons, Brad, the big noise, heaven's head, going by the good son of Daniel Lundy. Tis indeed the Fade 5 Podcast presented by Suavecito Tequila. Have a hashtag, a Tequila Tuesday. Why the hell not? Because... It's Champ Week on uh, the various networks across the world of college basketball. Uh, Emotions are high, much at stake, pressure, and the heat is most definitely on. And with that in mind, Lundy, let's get to our favorite conference tournament future of the remaining action that is yet to tip off uh, some you know big boy conferences uh, about to get underway whether it's the Big Ten, the SEC, the Pac-12, the Big 12 which has been uh, just a behemoth uh, this year from top to bottom and that's going to be a rough and rugged exercise to say the least. So of all the conference tournaments that have yet to throw it up uh, what is your favorite future right now with the various sports books? Um, I like that you referred to it as throwing up. Um, because I've kind of, I've kind of felt that way, uh, recently with my, uh, with my, with my bets. I just want to, I just, can can I digress for a moment? Cause that's what happens on this podcast. I'm going to share this because I want everybody to know that we feel their pain as sports bettors that you and I, as, as much as we do this, as much as like, I I know you're rocking it in college basketball this season, Brad, you're up over 70 units. It's absolutely spectacular. I'm up over 48, I think in hockey. I mean, we're, we have those success stories, Brad, in the last five days in a row, I have missed a four or a five leg parlay by one leg. By one. Yeah, probably in the like final moments of a basketball game. Five days in a row, I have had a uh, substantial payday swept away from me at the last moment. And one of those, I can actually tell you, was a seven leg that I had a bad oh. beat on that would have <laughs> had a that would have had a payday north of seven hundred and fifty dollars. Oh. So I share that real quick, just so people understand that we go through this bullshit with them and that we feel the pain too. So we may celebrate the good stuff and all of that, but man, I was, I was throwing crap the other night. I was so pissed, uh, yeah. but that, Hey, it happened. So I just wanted to share that. Uh, I just wanted to share that really quick. Um, Brad, I'm going to throw this out there just because I I I, uh, I, I believe in the history. Uh, I believe in the coaching staff. I believe there's talent there. I kind of like Virginia at plus three hundred. Really interesting. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, they- I, I know it's a it's a stretch. I know that. I know we can look at Duke. I know we can look at Ken Palm rankings. I know we can talk about yeah. Miami. Um, all of that in the mix. But for whatever reason, at three to one, I already threw. I threw like twenty bucks on it. I mean, I didn't do a lot. But I was like, you know what? Would it surprise me for Virginia to go on a little bit of a run? Absolutely not. Because you know, what are they? Uh, adjusted tempo, they're number 360. Is that right? Is that how? Oh, yeah. They're one of the slowest teams in the country. And yeah. their defense has been rather suspect uh, compared yes. to previous versions. But uh, the last couple of weeks, they seem to get their druthers right right now and their legs back defensively. Offensively, you know, they're kind of an eyesore, but I, it could happen. They the are ACC, kind of- the ACC is wildly mediocre right now, uh, so yes. somebody's going to catch fire in this uh, postseason and, tournament, and why not the Cavs? 
and and the only one of the reasons I'm throwing it out there. Look at Duke and look at Miami. Look at where they are in the standings, and then look at how good they were at home. Look at how yeah. shitty Duke has been on the road all season long. And I know this is quote neutral. I, I understand we're doing these conference tournaments on the neutral side. I know they're going to be in Greensboro, but the truth is, you were talking about uh, Duke being undefeated, and Miami had one loss. Am I right about that? Yeah, like those teams where they sit in the rankings within the conference was so heavily weighted by home games within conference play, and they were mediocre on the road. That I just sit back and I go, that Miami team was fifth, or that Virginia team was fifteen and five in conference play. Do they need to fix their defense? Absolutely, but at three to one, meh, not too bad on a future for them to actually take the tourney. Yeah, well, Duke is the hottest team right now in the ACC, and I think the best team top to bottom is the Miami Hurricanes, but it could be Virginia and Kihei Clark and company uh, could get that auto berth and solidify their standing as a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. I'm going to go to the SEC, and my favorite wager here in the futures market is on Kentucky. Uh, and I can't believe I'm saying it. A month ago, no way in hell. I would have wagered any of my hard-earned money on this team because they were bubbleicious, to say the least. And now they're firmly in the at-large field, probably going to be on the five or six seed line. If they win the SEC tournament, they could be a four seed, uh, unbelievably. So a team since January 31st that is number 12 in Bart Torvik's efficiency rankings. Uh, during that stretch, number five, it adjusted offensive efficiency, uh, somewhat lackluster defensively, number seven at EFG defense. But when you got Oscar Sheeway, and those vacuum Hoover hands that he possesses, all they do is get second-chance opportunities. And Wallace and Weaver, uh, Wheeler, I know, have been out with injury. Hopefully, they're going to be back on the floor uh, to solidify that backcourt. But Kentucky is playing its best ball at the most opportune time at a plus 400 at BetMGM. Yeah, they got my Andy Jackson as well. I like them. I'll also say on the SEC side, I'll, I also like the squad that's 10 and 2 in their last 12 games, and that's the Aggies. I mean, that's their side. You want to talk about a defensive team? Man, they got chops. And I believe the last time I looked, it may have been updated since. The last time I looked, they were plus 500, I believe. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Um, and you know, you're talking about the number two seed in the conference. And like I said, they've won 10 out of their last 12 games. So there's another squad. You were talking about Kentucky's getting hot. A&M's doing it and they're playing defense. Same thing like Duke. So from an SEC standpoint, I just want to throw the Aggies out there as well. Yeah, it could be uh, the representatives from Rupp or Giggum with Texas A&M with that on the board. Let's get after it here on this Tequila Tuesday. Yeah, let's hashtag it with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. All right, let's stick with the uh, theme here, Lundy, of who is going to earn the auto berth in some of these major conference tournaments and a conference uh, that you and I know and love. Uh, you live right there in the Mountain West along the Front Range in Denver. Uh, and you've got some representatives uh, nearby in the Springs and up the road in Fort Laramie and also in Fort Fun, and that's the Mountain West Conference. And uh, my pick in this league, uh, if you're looking for that V word, that value, uh, I think is going to be Utah State at plus 380 at BetMGM uh, to take the whole enchilada in the Mountain West Conference Tournament. Why am I on Utah State? Uh, they are very bubble-bound right now, a team that uh, really has a house built uh, in Bubbleville and a team that really needs a quad one wins. I know they got the gaudy net rating. That's number 21 in all of college basketball, but only one quadrant one victory so there's a little added motivation to say the least here 
for the representatives from Logan uh, to arrive in Vegas and try to get the job done. They are 10-5 and five in road-neutral games this season with the best offenses in the country, number nine in those road-neutral matchups, and effective field goal percentage offense, shooting 54.6% inside the arc, 38% outside of it, and 74.9% from the free-throw line. So when they get to the charity stripe late, uh, they usually slam the door on opponents and defensively, they've really stepped up and road neutral games this season this may be shocking to some they're number 43 in efg defense and i know they've lost the heavy favorite san diego state twice but if something uh, were to happen to the aztecs early or maybe there is a rematch later on in this tournament you know how hard it is to dispense a team for a third time somehow some way utah state i believe Cashes a winning ticket here and earns himself an auto berth into the big dance at plus 380 at BetMGM. Fade or follow? Uh, I'm going to follow this one. Uh, Todd Romero, who is my co-host on You Bet Tonight here on Altitude in uh, the lovely Rocky Mountain region. This is actually his long shot pick as well. And remember, Todd oh, nice. does Todd does play-by-play for the Mountain West throughout the basketball season. So he has seen each of the teams, it's probably the conference, that and the Summit League, that he knows the best because he's sat there on the sidelines uh, and has done the play-by-play. If you look at Utah State, you talked about that loss, uh, the fact that they've lost to San Diego State twice. So on uh, on the road against the Aztecs, they lost by 10, but the home game, they only lost by two, and it was because they had a bad night shooting from outside the arc. Yep. Um, I think they finished around 26% or so, and as you Unusual. said, their, their season average is 38. So yep. again... Put it in a neutral environment, take away the home court, those kinds of things. Because in the Mountain West, if you go look at the standings, I talked about this all season long. The Mountain West was all about the teams that were dominant at home. There were so many teams that were sitting there with unbelievable home records. And that was what the top half of the Mountain West looked like. So I'm really curious how some of these teams are going to react being at the Thomas and Mack Center in Vegas, being on the neutral floor and having to try to continue that performance that they had at home. So I really like this one. This is actually Todd's long shot pick as well. He said it. San Diego State should win it. But if you like the long shot, plus 380 on the Utah State Aggies, not a bad payday. Oh, a theme growing here on the pod. All the Aggies! All the damn time! Number four. All right, let's go to a matchup you're not remotely thinking about, but maybe uh, you're going to get clued in on the advice that I give you here. Uh, Numero Quattro today on the Fade 5. Binghamton, the Bearcats, are taking on Vermont in the Am East Tournament, and I'm going to go with Binghamton plus the 14 on the road, and it is a true road game because in this conference tournament, they don't play in a neutral court environment. Uh, it is played on the higher seeds home floor, and that, of course, is owned by the Catamounts, as it always has been, uh, going back to the days at TJ Sorenstein. Uh, minus 110 at DraftKings is this one. Uh, why am I on the Bearcats? Uh, you look at uh, Vermont. They won by 15 and 11. And a couple of better than advertised games against Binghamton earlier this season. Vermont is 10 and 1 straight up at home. Uh, in those efforts, uh, they're number seven in all of college basketball. In effect, a few goal percentage offense are really burn the nets, whether inside, outside, or at the free throw line where they're shooting 77.3%. But defensively, it is a problem for them. Number 255 in EFG defense, and more importantly, 
number 318 in three-point percentage D uh, is Vermont in those home matchups. You look at Binghamton. They're 5-10 and 10 straight up on the road. Offensively, nothing to write home about. Number 220 in EFG offense. Uh, and they're not shooting the ball particularly well from outside. Only 28.8%. In those road matchups at over 50% inside the arc and defensively a much better team. I, I think the key in this game, twofold. Uh, number one, controlling the glass. And Binghamton is a top 80 defensive rebounding team in college basketball. And remember thy name. The second key point in this game, Dan Petcash. Yes, P-E-T-C-A-S-H. Petcash. He's shooting 42% flat from distance. If he has kind of an out-of-body experience tonight from outside, which I think he can against a Vermont team that's not challenging in those perimeter shots, I believe Binghamton waltzes right through that back door and gets to cover late in a game that's ultimately decided with Vermont moving on. So, Fade or follow the Bearcats of Binghamton plus 14 at Vermont. Minus 110 at DraftKings. Uh, I'll follow on this one, uh, but oh, oh, Brad, the things I do for you, <laughs> the gifts uh, I provide. I know what you're about to do. Yeah. Uh, BetMGM, they're plus 15 and a half. Oh, good Lord, have mercy. Yes. Give it to me. There you go. Uh, by the way, my favorite play with this game is to actually throw Vermont in on the money line with another uh, with a with a money line parlay. By the way, uh, because they're going to win this game, um, absolutely. But Binghamton nine and six against the spread on the road this season, so they've covered nine out of fifteen uh, on the road. But most importantly, over at BetMGM this morning, oh, there's an extra point and a half in your stocking. Uh, please and thank you, Bet. On the Bearcats. Number three. All right, numero tres. Let's go to the big sky. And Dame Lillard's alma mater, Weber State, taking on Montana State, who I believe is the class of this league. And as a result, I'm going to lay the chalk here with minus five and a half, minus 110 at Bet MGM. Why am I on Montana State? Well, they're 11 and 8 in road neutral games this year, and they have won 14 of their last 16 games on the docket. A team. Uh, decent offensively, number 137 in those road neutral matchups and effective field goal percentage offense, uh, shooting 74.9%, most importantly, at the free throw line, but even better defensively. They are a top 50 team at adjusted defensive efficiency in those road neutral games. I mean, I look at Weber. Uh, they are 10 and 10 in road neutral matchups. They got their win last night over Sacramento State, another hot, hard fought game for them. Uh, number 131 effective field goal percentage offense in road neutrals, but number 273 in EFG defense. And most importantly, number 254 in two point percentage defense. Uh, and that is an area where Montana State usually cleans up. Uh, Montana State. Swept the regular season series 67 to 52 and 73 to 63. So, really covered with ease on the five and a half in those prior matchups. And I know the third time often isn't the charm uh, in a lot of these matchups, but uh, I'm not fearful at all. I'm going to lay the chalk here with Montana State minus five and a half against Weber, minus 110 at Bet MGM. Lundy, fade or follow. Oh, see, because Sac State screwed me last night, uh, which is kind of that was kind of a tongue twister there, wasn't it? Sac State screwed me. Um, yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. They failed. They they failed to cover. They kicked you in the sack. 
Yeah, exactly. Right in the sack town. Um, they, 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 uh, it was ugly. It was, uh, I just, I told you, I already told you at the start of the pod, how it's been. All right. Lots of kicks to the sack. Um, I like this one with Montana state. Um, I'll also throw this out there. The over under is at 130 and oh. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm leaning just like I am here on the camera right now. I'm leaning, I'm leaning to the over. I think they're going to sneak just past this number. I'm just going to throw that out there. I think Weber State's been over in four or five straight, something like that. Um, so I'm going to throw that one out there. But I like Montana State to be able to cover. I think they are the cream of the crop here. Big Sky semifinal. They move on closer to the automatic berth. Montana State, make me Samula. Number two. All right, let's go to a fantastic matchup in the Atlantic 10. Rhode Island uh, taking on LaSalle, the Explorers. And I am going to live in the land down under on this total. And truth be told, I grabbed it at 139 when it opened. At team time of this pod, it is down to 138. And I would still play that under, minus 110, at DraftKings. Uh, I think this number is just too high. You look at uh, Rhodey. Uh, team that is two and twelve in road neutral matchups this season, and uh, number two eighteen in adjusted tempo. I know LaSalle is top eighty in adjusted tempo in road neutral matchups, but I think uh, the Rams will control the pace of this game, and they can't shoot. Good God, number three fifty eight out of three sixty three in college basketball and road neutral games and effective field goal percentage offense. Rhode Island hitting just forty one point one percent from two and thirty one point seven percent. From distance, very good defensive team. However, our Archie Miller's uh, boys, uh, they are giving up just 45.5% inside the arc and 34.1% outside of it. Number 35 in road neutral matchups in EFG defense. Uh, you look at LaSalle, uh, a team that doesn't exactly smoke the scoreboard. Number 231 EFG offense and number 265 in EFG defense. So, what this boils down to is you have two clumsy offenses, a rather just miserable scoring the basketball, and I believe Rhodey dictates pace. If those two events occur, this is going to coast to an easy under. I know they have to pit out, sweat out in the final moments, though you do get a little worried in postseason play. If it is a tight game, uh, the whistles will be blowing, and that gives you some free throw opportunities uh, to eat into the potential uh, total here without taking any time off the clock. So that's always a concern, but I don't think it's going to come into play. Give me the under. Rhode Island, LaSalle, 138, minus 110 at DraftKings, Lundy. Vader, follow. Go with everything Brad just said. I don't know jack shit about either of these teams. <laughs> hey, that's right. You don't need any more info. Take the under with the Rams and Explorers. Number one. All right, a pair of teams Lonnie does know jack shit about. Uh, that is Gonzaga and St. Mary's and Viva Las Vegas at the Orleans. Uh, and I'm going to take the over on this line at 139.5, uh, minus 110 at BetMGM. Quite honestly, Lundy, I really wanted to OGP slash SGP this game. I was going to take uh, St. Mary's up to like 8.5. Uh, and then I was going to take the total down and take the over. But that's not an option at tape time. So we got to give the people something in the marquee matchup of the evening there in the WCC. And I, I still like the over on the standard line on the 139 and a half. You look at the prior two matchups, they went 145 and 148. Now, granted, uh, that 148 was an overtime game. 
that the Gales won in Moraga. And if that game uh, did not go to the extra session, it would have hit the under on this 139.5 number. But uh, I think this game is going to be more of a faster pace. You got a sync preview with last night. BYU uh, emphasized tempo, pressed on the gas, and St. Mary's is willing to play with them. Uh, so as a result, uh, that game cruised over, and I think St. Mary's could be willing to go uh, with the pace of Gonzaga, one of the fastest teams in the country. Uh, they are top 20 in adjusted tempo nationally. And most importantly, Lundy, is this. In road-neutral games this season, and, and this is well-documented, I've spewed this ad nauseum here on the pod, the Zags aren't defending anybody. And in road-neutral environments, that also applies. Number 253 in effective field goal percentage defense, polar opposite offensively, where they're number three in effective field goal percentage offense. And I know uh, St. Mary's is an extraordinary defensive team, number five in adjusted defensive efficiency in road-neutral games. And they're not bad offensively, though, either. Number 56 in EFG offense, and I love Aiden Mahaney's game. Uh, the moment not too big for him last night against the Cougars of BYU. So uh, I think in the end, the Zags will probably win this game by a deuce or maybe three points. But I believe it's going to be in the low 70s, and there's always that threat of the extra session as well. So give me the over. Gonzaga, St. Mary's 139.5 minus 110 at BetMGM. Lundy, fade or follow. So you see right here, uh, uh, children, right here in the notes, uh, you will find uh, in uh, in chapter five of my textbook this morning that I wrote down that you can get this at plus 900 for the game to go to overtime. Oh, muy interesante. Uh, I put a quarter unit on that because it would not surprise me whatsoever for this game to go to overtime. So I didn't blast it with a bet, but I did sprinkle the quarter unit on the idea of these guys playing an extra frame. Would not, again, would not shock me at all if that happens between these two teams uh, with a game that is expected to be this tight. A couple of veteran coaches. Um, it just, everything points to the idea that this I think is going to be nip and tuck. And so because of that, I like the over at the 139 and a half, because I do think there's a decent chance that this is going to the extra frame and that's going to push it up over it. We already talked about, or you already talked about the pace in that game against BYU that we saw, uh, yesterday evening as well. I crashed. I was too damn tired. I couldn't stay up to watch the Gonzaga game. I, I, I crashed too, man. I was like 10.15. I'm like, this game isn't even tipped yet? I don't oh. think it tipped until after 11 o'clock Central time. It was oh, crazy. It, yeah, it was It was nuts um, because they were waiting on television for the for the game prior. So, um, But, you know, it, that said, I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of the Zags last night. I'll go back and look at some of it today. But, again, the way these two teams have played – um, again, the coaches, everything about these two lends me to say, you know what, at plus 900, and by the way, that's available at DraftKings, um, at plus 900, I was like, that's a quarter unit sprinkle just for fun. Um, so I like the over. I like your choice of the over. I wouldn't be um, opposed to the idea of maybe alt-lining this one. Um, frankly, I, you know what you could do, uh, and I haven't done this folks, but you could go look at it yourself. You could bring this total down, Brad, maybe five or six points and play the over and then do the same thing between North Dakota state and oral Roberts. Um, their total right now, I want to say is in the low one fifties. 
back that one down so that you're around maybe 146, 145. Yep. And I bet you if you do that with these two West Coast games tonight um, in the two finals, the, the North Dakota State and the Oral Roberts is the Summit League final uh, tonight at 9 o'clock Eastern. If you alt-line both of those down and then play the overs, play with it till you get yourself at about plus 100, 105, right in that range. Um, I, I really would like that in terms of an alt-line two-leg. Um, and like I said, I apologize. I didn't do it this morning, folks, but you know what to do. If you've listened to the pod long enough, you know how to manipulate these lines and get yourself a two leg. But like I said, my favorite random freaking bet of the night is for this game to go to overtime at nine to one. All right. With those bets on the board, let's crack open some more Play-Doh, shall we? And don't eat it, Lundy. It's bonus time. What else you got on this Tuesday? Uh, let me go to the ice. Uh, a couple of teams that I really like that should dominate. So I'm playing the puck line on both of them. I like the Penguins at home against the Blue Jackets. I think Pittsburgh should be able to take care of Columbus at the minus one and a half. You can get that one at minus 135. Then over uh, in America's Wang, go find the Lightning who are a hot mess right now, okay? If you pay attention to hockey at all, that team is imploding in front of our very eyes. However, they do get the Philadelphia Flyers tonight, which should give them the opportunity uh, to cover the puck line. I think this is one that they sneak out at home. This, This Lightning team, as much as they are a mess right now, they are still a veteran squad and they should be able to come together. I don't know, close the doors, do one of those players only bullshit things. Uh, and they should be just fine. I like them on the puck line as well at a minus 125. And then uh, on the hardwood tonight, just one pick I want to throw out there uh, for the NBA. Uh, and that is uh, because uh, uh, apparently Ja Morant can't stay away from the strip clubs in Denver. Um, he will not be playing tonight for the Grizzlies. Uh, and the last time the Lakers played the Grizzlies, the reason they lost is because Jaw dropped a 39-burger on them. Uh, so without him, I think the Lakers win. Just take the Lakers straight on the money line at a minus 115. That's the late-night game tonight uh, in the NBA. It tips at 10 o'clock Eastern. All right, I love that action. Uh, let me get some of mine out of the way. Let's go with the Team Huevos Parlay Play of the Day. And not quite Huevos Gigantes, but not exactly Team Raisins as well. All money lines all the time. And these have been horrific for me of late. So hopefully we're going to dig out of the very deep hole that we're currently residing in. Uh, all these teams got to do, again, win straight up. Boston College opening round the ACC tournament taking on Louisville. Do you need other reason? No, you don't. UMass Lowell uh, taking on New Hampshire. Heavy favorites there. I, they're one of my favorite mid-major teams. Uh, I'm going to go with the Skyhawks on that one. Give me Virginia Tech. And this is the one leg that makes me somewhat nervous because Mike Bray, this could be his last game. Every game henceforth could be his last game for Notre Dame at the home there. But Tech. One of the unluckiest teams in college basketball, uh, just far superior really pretty much everywhere. Uh, then the uh, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, who were 0-12 in road neutral games this year. And then the last, and certainly not least, give me Long Beach State. The LBC, me and Snoop Dogg going to ride this together, going up against Cal Poly, who is north of 300, according to Ken Palm and Bart Torvik's efficiency metrics. So, BC, UMass Lowell, VT, Long Beach, all got to win if that happens with the boost at DraftKings plus 268. Get seduced by that juice. Uh, Elsewhere, let's go with the NBA. 
Uh, give me the over on Rudy Gobert, one and a half block shots uh, tonight at plus 100, even money at DraftKings, uh, going up against the T-Wolves, who've allowed the second most blocks per game to opponents in their last 10. That's 6.3 to be exact. Uh, Gobert has uh, registered at least two blocks in a game in five straight. He's averaging 1.75 swats per contest, so pretty close to this number. In his last 10 games, I think he rejects at least two balls into the very expensive front row seats there uh, tonight. Uh, elsewhere in college basketball, uh, I also am uh, digging Stephen F. Austin. I'm going to lay the two against Utah Tech, and it's one simple reason. Stephen F. Austin pressures you relentlessly. They force a ton of turnovers, 24.5% of opponent possessions, uh, and that is a weakness of Utah Tech, a team that is number 281 in college basketball and turnover percentage offense. That's going to be the difference in this game. Uh, again, the Lumberjacks chop some wood, only laying two in this contest. I actually grabbed it last night at minus three, and I liked it then. I love it even more now with the lower line. So I think they uh, handle Utah Tech with relative ease. Uh, I think I'm out of time. Uh, I'm out of picks. Uh, you can always follow my picks and Lundy's as well on the Twitter, all the various spreadsheets that we offer freely uh, for all the consumers of this podcast and just consumers of our content at Nate Lundy. Follow him there at Noisy Chavos for me and drop us a rating and a review, which you kindly helps out our show immensely until tomorrow. As always, feed or follow that is up to you. Stay out the club.